Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this Tuesday, the 14th of November. Hope your week's off to a good start. And uh, <clears throat> the question is, how do the markets look? Yesterday, we um, had kind of a mixed day. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there are so many things in this world that you and I, we just can't control them. You can take control of your investment portfolio by knowing, number one, how much risk you have in that portfolio. Number two, how much risk should you have in that portfolio based on your current circumstances? And that's exactly why I developed the Core Retirement Design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your Core Retirement Analysis. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. It is, uh, we're just getting one day closer to Turkey Day. Left, that's it. I, I was just going through shell shock. I was just looking at the calendar about an hour ago, and I said, holy crud, we're only a week and two days away from Thanksgiving. It's amazing. <laughs> Yesterday morning, uh, Bloomberg reported a release from uh, the UBS analyst saying they expected the Federal Reserve to cut rates by 2.75% next year. And when we first got on the phone this morning, I said, I'll bet you, Nickel, that was right around 11 o'clock, because that was when the Dow gained about 100 points. What do you think? I could very well be, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, what are they really smoking there? Because I just can't see that we're going to get that kind of rate cut, um, you know, at that point in time. And actually, you know, I'll tell you, the timestamp on that article was uh, 4 o'clock this morning. Well, maybe yeah. we got some more energy for this morning. Yeah, I, my reaction was exactly the same. You make that kind of precipitous rate cut, that indicates a Volcker-style recession to be able to generate that kind of a rate cut out of the Federal Reserve. When we've had Paulson saying, no, nope, we're not going to drop rates all next year, nothing's going to happen, everything's going to stay nice and high, and we haven't got inflation under control yet. I mean, that's a day and night difference in outlooks, and uh, I have the same reaction you did. What are those guys at UBS smoking, right? Yeah, because I just don't see that. They're the only ones really coming out with that kind of, quote, research. And so, I mean, we've already seen Goldman Sachs come out and say, you know, that they think rates are going to plateau here. But they, they're not sure when the rate cuts are coming. Um, if I remember right, they actually predict it won't happen this year or in 2024. But so, mm -hmm. the, you know, it's going to last longer than expected, even longer than the Fed expected. So, you know, we're getting some big research money out there with two different uh, opinions. Yeah, and I kind of wonder which, uh, which which product exactly the UPS folks want to sell right now, because that definitely pumped the market up a little bit. Uh, yesterday turned out to be kind of a kiss in your sister day. The Dow eked out a 55-point gain. Standard & Poor's was off by 3.5, and, and NASDAQ was down by 30, which basically gives everything in the, you know, in the two-tenths of a point range change. Kind of a quiet day at the end of the day, even though there were some herky-jerky moves during the day. Uh, we start out this morning with the consumer price index. What's our inflation like? And uh, 
It's been a while since we've been able to say inflation is zero. And I'll bet you a nickel somebody in the administration is going to say that today, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Now, let's don't get too carried away, Dave. Now, it's <laughs> zero in terms of month-over-month increases, right? Yeah. They they expected it to actually increase by three-tenths of a um, – that's the core, I'm sorry, the total by one-tenth of a percent, and it basically was zero. Now, that's good news because it was four-tenths of a percent the prior month. So, so from month to month, no change. So oh, that yeah. is good news. Yeah, my giggle was that uh, when we were in the middle of the 9% inflation run, we had a big gas price dip one month, and uh, the administration was saying it. Inflation was zero last month. We're in good shape. We're winning this thing. And then the next month, it was up like 3.5% or something dumb like that as gas prices recovered. And the biggest reason for the zero last month was the fact that if you hadn't noticed, we had a little dip in our gas prices at the pump, and that changed our our, our, our consumer price price index number. The annualized rate right now is 3.2, which is still a heck of a lot better than 9% was. Uh, core was 0.2%, and that actually overachieved even when you pulled gas out, didn't it? It, it did. The expectation was three-tenths of a percent, so coming at two-tenths uh, means that we're definitely heading in the right direction overall, even in the core number. So um, that's good. Now, it uh, I can't remember what it was year over year. The expectation was 4.1. I think it actually came in at 4%. Yeah, it's, it's in the range. Again, same thing we've been telling the, the story all along. We're making ever so slow progress, but we're making it the right direction at the very least. Exactly. And that's uh, we, we like to see it going down, down, and down. Yeah, nice if it went down a little bit faster because it would prevent the Fed from doing anything uh, dumb at their December meeting, which I think most of us would agree dumb would be another interest rate increase. bunch of tidbits out this morning primarily because the real retail flood starts coming out as far as reports starting tomorrow. But I found a tidbit that I didn't mention before we went on the air. Uh, Tesla will be more than happy to sell you one of their cyber trucks. But if you sign a contract to buy one of their cyber cuts, you can't sell it within the first year of ownership. I don't think I've ever seen an auto an auto purchase agreement that includes that clause. You have to keep it for a full year. How's that for oddity? Yeah, yeah really. I found it, this is kind of weird. Other automotive <clears throat> news, uh, the Stellantis people, the people that own Chrysler, announced they're going to buy out a few thousand employees' contracts for thousands of dollars because now that they've settled the uh, UAW strike with them, they don't need as many employees. Fancy that, huh? Well, and let's let's put a little bit of color on that, Dave, too, because it is they have twelve thousand seven hundred non-union uh, employees, I guess, mm -hmm. um, and so they're offering a buyout to sixty-four hundred of them. That's a pretty big number. Um, it's, like it's voluntary non-union workforce. Yep, yep. That's but it, it's voluntary. Um, so we'll see what happens if they don't get enough people to uh, to take their their offer, but they're trying to reduce their non-union um, labor force by basically half. Yeah, uh, they say it's because of the expected rush on an increased shift into electric vehicles, which, once again, is something you and I have both looked at and said, not too sure that's going to be a flood. I mean, there's no doubt the sales are increasing, but I don't exactly see America shifting in mass to electric vehicles yet. 
No, but I will tell you that uh, Stellantis, their their new Ram truck that well, I think hit in 2025, I read an article, it will now have like an eight to 900 mile reach because it has an onboard gas generator. Ooh. That once the batteries die out, then you kick the generator in and it runs you another 300 miles. Kind of like keeping my little roll around Coleman in the bed of the truck to charge yep. the battery on side. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, I, I, I've always said I, you know, I believe in electric vehicles for the future. But right now, until they got the range up into that seven eight hundred mile range, so far they haven't appeared to be something that I'm a candidate for. I believe in them. I, for somebody that just piddles around town. Uh, two to four hundred mile range probably ain't half bad, so I see a market for them. I just don't see them as a mass exodus from gasoline quite yet. No, me either. Me either. That's good. Kind of in that mold anyway. Hey, you noted something when we first went, got together on the phone. The 10-year Treasury bond yield, we've been talking about way over 5%. What's it down to? Four and a half this morning? Yep, four and a half percent is the 10-year. The 30-year is actually down below um, four and three quarters. It's now 4.65%. So another um, 10 basis point drop in the uh, in the 30 year. So that should be some good news for mortgages. Probably going to mean that we're going to see a bump up in mortgage applications later on this week when they do that report. Quiet part of the earnings season, but it's only for a day or so because we got a boatload of household names that are coming out later on today and into the day tomorrow and a lot of them before they open tomorrow morning. Uh, the one household name that we got that really uh, could make an impact, and we've got a location here. How did Home Depot do last quarter? So Home Depot really did uh, did pretty good. They uh, they beat on revenue, beat on on uh, on earnings as well. So that was good. They they came in about oh I'm gonna say five cents ahead of expectations at three dollars and eighty one cents. Um, revenue was slightly above expectations. Now I will tell you that year over year sales, um, comparable same store sales did decline by three point one percent. Um, but that wasn't as deep of a drop as analysts expected. So mm. again, some some good news there for, uh, for for Home Depot. They were trading down earlier, but they bounced back up. They're up one point seven percent this morning. Cool. Yeah, like you said, beating the street and compared to beating last year ain't always the same things, are they? That's right. Exactly. That's the truth. Absolutely. Resetting the table this morning. Yesterday was, like I said, kind of a kissing your sister thing. Uh, the blue chips managed a small gain. The other two indexes on the primary listings had small losses. Just on my delayed quotes, it looks like the market's futures market was pretty happy with those inflation numbers. How are we doing 45 minutes early? Yeah, really, Dave. When those numbers came out and they dissected them, they the, the futures all jumped significantly. Uh, we got the Dow up 1%. We've got the S&P 500 get this up 1.3% right now. And the NASDAQ 100 up 1.7%. And let's just top it off with the Russell 2000 up 3.6% this morning uh, before the Holy market gets going. So, yeah. Holy crud. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, on the other side, we got silver up, bouncing back up 1.5%, $22.70 an ounce. We've got gold up four tenths at $1,958 an ounce. And then crude oil is trying to get back up to 80, Dave, up uh, 
bouncing between a half and six tenths right now at $78.69 a barrel. Man, a poop. Got to have something going in the wrong direction once in a while. Asian rim markets mostly up at the 6 a.m. close this morning. Like we've always said, investors like stability and predictability. And yesterday being boring here, that made Asian investors happy. Except for the uh, Hong Kong markets, they were off fractionally. Everybody else is up around the Asian rim. Europe is looking at our numbers and saying, hoo-ha, this is good stuff. Uh, got a couple of uh, very small gains, but everybody's up, and some of them up as much as close to 2% in the United Kingdom, for instance. It's a good day in Europe halfway through as well. Trying to keep tabs on my retirement takes planning. I want it to end up so that I'm going to be comfortable when I finally quit working. How do I find you to make sure that happens? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Discuss their core retirement analysis where we'll analyze where they are Make sure the risk they have is where it should be, and then make sure that they've got enough income to last their lifetime. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. FM, I'm sorry. I miss. I interrupted you there. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be back here again tomorrow morning about the same time to tell you what's likely to affect your money here on Light FM. Philip, be well. I'll see you shortly, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, before I go, I did want to share this photo from last weekend where uh, my son and I went to the USF game uh, when we uh, over in Tampa, and I came back, and uh, my grandson James and I, uh, got to sit there and watch the FSU game on TV. He's become a real football fan, and we're excited about that. Again, hope you have a great day. I will be out for a couple of days uh, doing some uh, planning for 2024, but I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Until then, have a great time. Talk to you soon. Bye now.